0: How goes it, Ken Bozak, here to talk about Bitcoin and Bitcoin accessories. And if you're in Canada, this is one of the places to get some of those Bitcoin accessories. Coincards.ca. I'm here with Mike Altoff How goes it, bro bro? Pretty good, how about you? Ugh, oh, I'm having a day, man. I actually have been waiting to crack this open for that sound on air, because like it's <laughs> ASMR like, you know? Oh. Yeah. But I needed this. I don't know if you've ever tried it, but it's like drinking Bitcoin.
1: No, I've never tried it. I don't even know if they have it
0: up in Canada. Oh, dude, I'll send you a can for sure. Awesome. Why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to the audience, let them know a little bit about yourself, maybe how you got into crypto and how that led you to what it is now that you're doing in the space.
1: Yeah, so um, my name is Michael Toff. Uh, I've been in crypto since 2013, 2014. Uh, I run a company called CoinCards.ca. Um, so we're Canada's gift card repository for crypto um, people who want to spend crypto come to us uh, we have like Amazon Walmart pretty much anything you can think of within Canada We've Tim got Hortons it. right Tim Hortons definitely yeah um, yeah so I got into crypto in 2013 2014 just kind of exploring um, I was running another business and people were like oh can I pay in crypto and I was like yeah, I can probably take crypto. How do how does this work? And so I set up BitPay at the time. I was like, oh, cool, they'll just, I get Canadian dollars, you know, these crazy people want Bitcoin, fuck it, I'll just get my Canadian dollars out of it. Um, a couple months later, I was like, no, I should start keeping this Bitcoin. Um, so that's kind of how I got into it. I ended up uh, at a place called D Control, Vancouver. Yeah, or, that's the where the we met, of- man. Yeah, it was, it was uh, at the time. It was Central Vancouver, but it's called Deep Call
0: now. Fuck Jax.
1: Um, so yeah, I just I kind of ended up there. Uh, met some of the people. Started hanging out. We started talking to a lot of like the early Bitcoin entrepreneurs um, on video chats, and yeah, it just kind of I was like, this service exists in the states. Um, I think Gift was doing it at the time. Yeah, so I was like, we need a Canadian version of it. Um, so that's I. Spent a weekend, threw up a a really crappy website and
0: kind of went from there. And it's just grown ever since. So how did you end up getting like the businesses on the platform? Like, what was that process like? Say I wanted to go to Tim Hortons and I wanted to take my Bitcoin and get Tim Hortons, you know, gift cards or whatever. What was that process like? Who was the medium for that? Like, where would you liquidate the crypto? Or how did you acquire the gift cards to trade? Where was this swap coming from?
1: Yeah, so when we started, we actually kind of just flew under the radar. Um, what we started doing was basically just buying gift cards at these stores, holding them ourselves. And when people wanted them, we would just send them out the code. Um, genius. So we didn't even talk to the businesses at first. We were just kind of like, we're going to do this and too bad. Um, but it's grown since then. A lot of the companies have been like, well, what is this Bitcoin thing? have actually been talking to them, bringing on partners um, such as like Amazon. Amazon is a partner. Or, allowed to sell their gift cards without any
0: issues can you so, move um, your mic a little closer i'm sorry yeah there you go. is that
1: better yeah okay yeah so uh you know we've we've been spending the last two years kind of building relationships with a lot of vendors and now they're just letting us tap into their back end and letting us buy whatever we need selling to our customers directly
0: Dude, that is awesome. What's some of the like most used businesses in Canada? Uh, I know one of the first things I used uh, CoinCards.ca for was when I was in Alberta for the Bitcoin Rodeo. Uh, you actually hooked me up, which I really appreciate because we were in a pinch and we actually didn't have any way to get gas. And I remembered that we, you know, we all had Bitcoin and we're like, dude, how do we get fucking gas right now? We're like, we're we're like yo, coincard.ca, C- dude, do it, do it, do it. And that's like our first time I ever used it. We were like in a pinch and all we had was Bitcoin. So it like came in clutch. But what are some of the most commonly used businesses that people spend Bitcoin on?
1: Yeah, so I'd say Amazon's pretty big. I mean, everybody just loves Amazon. Everybody gets everything from Amazon. Um, and then you get into like the, the necessities of life, you get uh, groceries, you get gas, um, you get your food. Um, so say like So came out with a digital card not yeah, too I long ago. Yeah, that's where
0: we were at, So. Yeah,
1: so I mean that's a that's been a huge one. Um, Walmart's becoming pretty
0: popular. Um, they just launched a digital gift card. Oh, so you can uh, even do Walmart through coin cards. Yeah. Oh cool, man, that is awesome Yeah, It's like literally right down the street from me. Unfortunately, I'm in the states. Um, but there, there's alternatives in the states and that's you know why it's important that you did what you did for Canada because there was no alternative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so what is it like right now trying to on ramp a new business? Uh, Have you reached out to anybody that, you know, sort of like an on ramping conversation? Just curious kind of how that goes when you're like, hey, we uh, we sell your gift cards for Bitcoin, uh, magic Internet money. You want to do business? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, it can go one of two ways. It can go like
1: absolutely not get your cards off our platform. Right. Right. Um, Or it can go, yeah, that's really cool. We don't want to touch Bitcoin but we're happy to sell you your gift cards so that you can sell for Bitcoin. Um, a lot of businesses see it as just another additional way for them
0: to generate revenue. Right. Like accepting PayPal or uh, Venmo or anything else is just. Yeah, way exactly. To and they see the benefit because they don't have to do anything
1: um, that's different from what they're doing right now. They just allow us to tap it into their system
0: and generate those codes. And Is there any discount incentives or anything for using cryptocurrencies to interact with these businesses? Um, not at the moment, no.
1: Um, it's something we've looked at. Like So right now, we, because we were doing everything just kind of on the fly and we had no official partnership at first, we actually had to charge a fee, so it was actually a fee to use crypto because we were buying everything at face value. Um, a lot of those partners have come on board now and started giving discounts to us, which we've passed on, which cool. makes it so that we don't have to have a fee on a lot of our cards anymore.
0: That makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. so
1: there's not enough room there right now to actually give any sort of discounts yet, but that would be the next step. Once we start to get volume, start to see some higher um, spending from Bitcoin.
0: Right, and a lot of people don't understand, like, you know, buying a gift card isn't like what it used to be where you have to wait for it to come in the mail or worry about you know getting something that was used or it's going to be used somewhere else there's a lot more security involved in these gift cards now and there's a lot more convenience to them like when i get uh starbucks or tim hortons or whatever gift cards i have an app they basically have their own little wallet for my gift card and i just go in and tap and go it's really convenient using the gift cards and it makes it easy to spend crypto like one of the first things that people ask me when i tell them i'm in bitcoin is like what do you do with it like what can you even buy with it besides drugs on the deep web and i'm like well let me show you
1: (laughs) yeah definitely i mean that's one of the things that's what we're solving first we're solving that question what can i spend it on and we answer pretty much anything
0: Yeah, uh, is it um, utilities and stuff like that yet? I've I've seen some sites now, just starting. I think it may have been actually Monarch um, started talking about being able to pay like your Netflix and your cable bill and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, that's not something we offer yet. There is
0: actually another service in Canada um, that offers that.
1: Yeah, but we we focus mainly. I I know that one. Yeah, we focus mainly on the gift cards and being able to spend them at retailers. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So what's, um, any future plans for coin cards? Um, what's, so on we the, actually, what's on your roadmap? What's that? What's on the roadmap? Yeah. So,
1: um, actually a couple weeks ago, we just launched uh, mobile payments. Um, so obviously Canada and a few other countries, there's, um, I guess a lot of people refer to as burner phones. <laughs> um, so we actually offer the mobile minutes now. Um, kind of like BitRefill, but we BitRefail doesn't do Canada very well. I think they do Canada, but we have focused on Canada exclusively for that. Um, so we don't charge any fees for any of those as well. So you can so you I know, could if you
0: pay ha- my mobile phone bill with coin cards. Yeah, if you if you aren't on a contract,
1: so cool. If you go and pick out a store. who the hell's on a
0: contract anymore anyway? That's like the that right there is actually like a two FA vulnerability. um having a contract is actually more vulnerable and risky than going the prepaid route because prepaid's basically being your own provider you know what i mean instead of having that third party risk
1: yeah exactly and i think in the crypto space it's a lot more important to make sure you're aware of that vulnerability and uh keep a a prepaid phone number that's not actually tied to anything. John
0: Redd, thank you for the $5 super chat, man. Much appreciated, bro, bro. I'm gonna have to use uh, coincards.ca and grab some uh, Tim Hortons next time I'm in Canada with the guys. That's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I, I, I love these guys. Thanks for the super chat. So is there any other platforms that you're actually using yourself? Uh, anything that you've used to spend crypto on besides your own platform? Um. Yeah. So I'm. I'm a big fan of Cheap Air. Actually,
1: I love Cheap I love Air guys. Cheap air. Yeah. So anytime I go for uh, a conference anywhere, I always use Cheap Air.
0: Yeah, um, yeah I, I use Cheap Air to fly out to uh, DogeCon where we met in Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I remember walking up to your booth and it was like that slow music on the beach they would play, except we're both not runners. So we (laughs) just walked up and I was like, dude, look at all this swag. You know, you had a uh, secondary business as well, besides CoinCards.ca. Did you want to touch on that a little bit as well?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So Crypto Asylum is basically a uh, a hardware wallet retailer. Um, So we carry Trezor and Digital Bitbox
0: i love the um, yeah. box i, I don't get one yet i gotta grab one i'll have to grab one from you because they really are cool
1: yeah um so i mean we've been running that for a few years now um it was basically just out of necessity there was one retailer in canada that had eventually ended up taking off with everybody's money um so we just thought you know what we're gonna just contact trezor um, we're gonna contact bitbox we're gonna get some of their stock in canada so that people know they're buying from a reputable brand by using the, the coin cards for
0: reputation on that as well right exactly which one's more popular if you don't mind me asking
1: i'd say treasure is probably the most popular
0: treasure probably because of like there's a lot more like uh mainstream use of it you know like the yeah. youtubers and influencers bloggers stuff like that a lot of people talk about the treasure i don't think the digital BitBox gets enough appreciation and it's it's really cool powerful tool yeah it is Actually, on cards right now. I have right to now, grab a pair of headphones. My batteries just died out of nowhere. Entertain the guests with fun facts about Canada and crypto. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was just going to mention that
1: on coin cards right now, we actually have a promo going that if uh, you spend $1,500 in gift cards, you get a free digital gift box. So if anybody's looking to spend their crypto, get a little bit of a bonus, then it's a good opportunity to do so. Let's see if you can meet Bob's a Go on, DJ Matt, Bob's a
0: man, I'm so sorry about that. Give me one second and I should be able to fix this audio. Right there, I'm back.
1: All right.
0: All right, ah, there we go. Sorry about that, everybody. So um, yeah, I, I actually go to Canada a lot for crypto events. I think Canada is pretty much like one of the more welcoming uh countries to blockchain technologies and companies unlike like the U.S. where the incentive is to usually get the hell out and go somewhere else for for uh you know but I'm just curious like uh what is it about Canada that you know is so embracing to crypto why is it so you know open-minded to the concept as we've seen the, you know the U.S. kind of closed minded
1: I think that's maybe because of the regulations um, a lot of the different states I think have different regimes that have different re- regulations um, in the states too you're dealing with was it 51 or 52 entities um including like the federal government and then a, every state level yeah we only have the federal government and 13 provinces and territories which provinces and territories have basically been like we're not even touching anything to do with this we just want to know what the federal government does and the federal government's like well we don't know what we're going to do
0: yeah i mean that's pretty um, much i guess how the cannabis um, prohibition got passed over and recreation went nationwide over in canada it's it's a lot less of a clusterfuck when it comes to a political uh you know progression yeah
1: yeah it definitely i think with you know it's it's a bit more centralized, but maybe that helps with passing some of the regulate stuff. So
0: and I always said decentralization is its biggest flaw and greatest, um, you know, achievement, too. It's like a big power and a big weakness, you know, uh, with, you know, true decentralization, as we have seen with Bitcoin, we have had nothing but forking, attacks. Uh, it's just decentralization is great but to an extent um and maybe when it comes to man-powered political parties you know the the less spread out maybe the better i'm not a big fan of the u.s's uh Uh, electoral college and and the way that we have to compete state level with federal level, uh, it's a mess. But when I'm up in Canada, I found that uh, two places really embrace it and it's uh, Alberta and Quebec because of their damn power. They just have so much electricity. They're just like, come on miners, bring it to us. Have you mined any crypto in Canada with your cheap electricity Uh,
1: and your natural coolant? No, I, I haven't actually mined anything ever. Wow. Um, yeah, I've never been a big mining person. So I know of people that actually have launched plants in the province. Um, yeah, I think our province right now is actually starting to make a big push to try and bring those miners um, since Quebec has actually said, no, we don't want any of the miners anymore. Oh, they have. Yeah, they came out a few months ago and they were like, no, we were going to do this, but it's too
0: much of a risk and we don't want to do this anymore so that's such a tease yeah well, at least what is it Alberta is still on point right or um yeah i think alberta has got
1: some pretty good um infrastructure there for bitcoin and a lot of the banks that are actually somewhat crypto friendly are based out of alberta um vancouver was actually the home to the world's first bitcoin atm was it yeah Vancouver's world's
0: first yeah dude that's badass was it at the yeah. control no, it was
1: actually
0: at the Waves Talk. Oh, that's cool too. I remember they had the first um, beer vending machine at D Control. Yeah, we did have that, yeah. And that was freaking badass. I remember checking that out during DogeCon, and I was just in shock. I was like, what? You just have like a micro payment lightning channel scenario set up for your memberships. It blew my mind. And as I learned more about Canada, there's so many projects and companies that have. Been born there. I mean, CryptoKitties, uh, PotCoin. There's so many uh, uh, really fun and cool projects coming out of Canada. Just curious. Uh, besides, you know, and I'm biased. What are what are one of your favorite like Canadian crypto companies or projects?
1: Um, I don't know about that. Coincards, favorite, obviously.
0: What was that?
1: Uh, Coincards is obviously my favorite. But, um, of
0: course.
1: Other than that, no, I don't know. I, I get kind of. Into the same and stuff, using the same
0: thing. Can you get the mic a little closer? For some reason, it's cutting out. Yeah, it's I'm really sure. weird. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of like projects that have popped up for sure that. okay. A... Mm. Um. I don't know. I I'm a big fan of deep control. But that's not really a point.
0: No, it's a great project, though. Yeah,
1: yeah it's a great pro- great project. Um, yeah, The DogeCon was great. Um, the DDP are good friends of
0: mine. Yeah, DDP's out of Canada, man. That's definitely yeah. one of my favorite projects right there, for sure. Yeah, they out of Vancouver. Um,
1: yeah, lots of great projects in Canada. Um, probably two.
0: That yeah exactly my point. There's so just so many and and as somebody who runs you know one or two, what's it like tax tax wise you know accepting crypto and using it for payments and uh, is is it a hassle or is it pretty straightforward? Is there anything you may be worried about like oh I hope I'm grandfathered into this? Um, I'm just worried because a lot of people ask me like you know why are there so many businesses in Canada and I'm just curious is it is it more you know. Penciled in, or is it penned in Like how these regulations go for the taxes, or is it just as up in the air as it is here in the U.S.?
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty much just as up in the air. Um, basically, what they've said is you treat Bitcoin like you treat gold. Basically, it's an asset. So when you're buying or selling it, it's a barter transaction. Um, so we just basically, whenever we buy, we, what we bought it whenever we sell, we keep
0: okay so really don't you don't have. really hold the business doesn't really hold the bitcoin then for the tax reasons it's first in first out for those reasons yeah
1: um our business does hold
0: bitcoin oh, does. respect
1: yeah we do actually want to keep all of our
0: profits in bitcoin. so how would that moving forward is that like inventory for a business like you know if you hold the bitcoin or earned it at x amount and then your business said uses the bitcoin to restock on business or uh, gift cards for businesses what's that like is it you know the gains from when you received it to when you spent it for the new supplies yeah definitely. okay yeah it's the same then for any business when it's like when you look at his inventory
1: yeah it would
0: just be like as if our business. Wanted to buy gold all right so yeah so All right, cool, cool, cool. So what are your hopes for 2019? Uh, When, you know, you're looking at the space right now, we're seeing, you know, in the US, the government, you know, was shut down. Uh, They withdrew the ETF proposals all over the place. Uh, Looks like, you know, the um, institutional capital that everybody was getting excited for may be going back on the sidelines. Uh, Just curious what your thoughts are for, you know, the uh, environment moving forward.
1: Yeah, so I mean, Obviously 2018 was a, a bit of a downhill dive. Nobody was really, well, nobody would wanted that, but I think a lot of people did. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd like to see if this actually stable low, low for a while. Um, I price for the environment and for actually getting people to spend crypto again. I find right now that people are like, well, I paid 20 grand for They're
0: holding on to it. Well, that's what I think adds support, right? Like people that did purchase at twenty thousand, now at four 000, three thousand, have more incentive to hold, giving it more support and back up to at least twenty. And this is the same same philosophy a lot of people were using when Bitcoin was running back up to its all time high previously, before the Mt. Gox hacks, or during the Mt. Gox hacks, right? Like there were so many people that bought in during that all time high that were just waiting for that to break even and we saw that and then it kind of dipped down again and people repurchased and i expect the same to happen with the previous all-time high we'll we'll reach that all-time high again those people that didn't have that long-term mentality will probably sell the break even on their original investment might cause an artificial dip again during the same bull run experience and people will reinvest causing this it will The charts look the same. If you zoom out every year, it's patterned. You know, I'm I'm waiting for the Chinese New Year to really kick it off myself.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's that's always a time of the year
0: where it's like, oh, what's gonna do? Right, an income tax season. It's like a perfect storm. You have Chinese New Year, and then in the U.S. we have income tax season, where a lot of U.S. citizens basically get a fiat shitcoin airdrop. And they're like, what do I do with this? And I'm like, well, don't buy a PlayStation, maybe buy a Bitcoin and just chill. It's it's an airdrop. You got Fiat, turn it into yeah. Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think, I think the, the next year is, well, I'm hoping that the next year kind of stabilizes. Um, you just Get to kind of ride it out a little. Um, kind of convince people to maybe start using some of their crypto a bit more again. Um, you know, we had a pretty good two-year run back in 2014 to 2016, where it was pretty stable for a while. Um, we saw a lot of volume push through because people were like, okay, this is a cool thing I can play with. And right now, it's a lot of people are like, well, this is my
0: my investment, you know. Right. It's my life savings. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm all in on Bitcoin, so it, it is, but it's my it's my currency of choice. Like, I'm a citizen yeah. of the internet. I use Bitcoin. Yeah, exactly. I think we need more of that. I think
1: we need more people that are using it and saving it. You know, you can have your checking and savings accounts. No, um, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, that's what I tell people. Like every time I see people at a conference, they're like, "Well, what can I do with it besides stare at the?" And I'm like, "Well, use it. You know, if if you get a little bit of Bitcoin and it goes up even five percent, you can go to CoinCards.ca, get a Tim Hortons gift card, and save five percent in retrospect on your coffee." You know, you can pass that percentages on. You don't have to necessarily put your life savings into it, but you know, whatever you're gonna throw at a scratch off, you know, you might be able to throw into Bitcoin and use those gains at the convenience store like you would a scratch off. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't really incentivize too much into, you know, uh, Bitcoin's gonna make you rich. I never was like, you know, um, you, you know, Bitcoin, you know, McAfee, I always thought McAfee was gonna end up eating his dick. But I do long-term believe that, you know, Bitcoin will eventually be worth an exorbitant amount of fiat because fiat will be worthless, you know? And that's the thing, fiat becomes worth less over time as Bitcoin becomes worth more. Um, But I I like to try to get people to play with it at first, you know, like put five bucks into it, go to coincards.ca, move it from your one wallet to the other wallet, spend it on something and just get used to that feel. And see how much easier it is than using your traditional, you know, Visa payment processing or even PayPal. They're just all a headache when you realize how easy it is to copy and address, paste, send. Yeah,
1: exactly. I've had PayPal cut off my accounts multiple times. And I'm just like, I I hate those guys. And, you know, back in 2014, that was a big part of the appeal. It was just like, I can send you money within two seconds you know, yeah, we have to wait for a confirmation, but at that time it was just like, oh, whatever. Like Better than
0: three days. I mean, that's what Visa makes. Visa makes every business wait three to five days for that that currency that is transacted to actually clear. And then that's the chance for me to go and call them and say, hey, I lost my card and then I can (laughs) charge back and I get to keep the goods and services and I get my money back and you, the small business, are screwed. I don't see much benefit to Visa. I really don't, other than like the constant brainwashing and the lobbying into regulations that keep themselves necessary right otherwise without certain payment processing laws they're not even necessary anymore yeah definitely Uh, i i feel like more businesses would probably appreciate using like venmo over visa and american express because of the five percent transaction fees but they're stuck. As a business, you have no choice because of the laws you have to follow. That's why I really appreciate the businesses that do accept Bitcoin. You know, it's sort of like a, a, a early set rebellion because there is a chance, you know, that the regulations could turn against it and say, you know, you're not allowed to accept foreign currency. Uh, that's what I always worry about. I never th- did. You ever think about that, like Bitcoin being considered a foreign currency, and you know, businesses that have like, you know, their Um, what is it when you're registered with your, look, uh, I can't even remember, but when you're like a registered business and you can't accept, like in the U.S., I S I can't go spend Canadian dollars at my Walmart. They're not going to accept it because they're not allowed. So like, I've always wondered if that's how they could possibly treat Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I actually think it would be, I think it kind of almost is in a way up in Canada. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. I always support every business that accepts Bitcoin. I always try and spend my Bitcoin where I can. Yeah. Um, you know, if a business has a, a Bitcoin checkout option, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna pay for Bitcoin on this.
0: I was looking for uh, rolling papers, like, you know, for weed. And I found these 24 karat gold rolling papers called shine papers. And they accept bitcoin so i reached out to them and i was like any way i could get like you know and and anyway talking about this later but they said yeah so yeah it's really cool when you see a business out of nowhere say hey pay with bitcoin you're like whoa this is out of nowhere so cool and in canada uh what i thought was really neat i was at um in toronto futurist by untraceable uh they had buns which is like not even a cryptocurrency it's it's nothing but like bartering points but in Canada, there's a lot of businesses like coffee shops and bars, especially in a, the Toronto area that accept it. And it's not even, like I said, it's not even a real currency. It's not Bitcoin, it's not on an exchange, but they're really open-minded to this bartering concept. Have you ever checked it out?
1: Um, I I think I've come across their website once or twice. Um, I know of a few other, like I think in Vancouver, there was a
0: barter dollar for a while. Yeah, Alberta just started their own little Alberta dollar. Yeah, Alberta dollar. I-
1: I heard bad things about that
0: one. Yeah, dude, I I honestly don't understand it. It's a centralized digital point that you get for spending your locally earned money at local businesses that keep the money in Alberta. Then you get these Alberta dollars that are only accepted at the businesses you shopped at, which is, like, cool and all, but then you think of, like, that Rick and Morty episode and you're just like, this sounds like slavery with more steps. (laughs) <laughs> you just, you added more fiat slavery steps. It's, it sucks. <laughs> Whoa, this is getting me hyped. <laughs> so anything, lo- like anything local caught your attention? Are you headed to any events in Canada? Anything um, coming up in the area?
1: Um, Not that I know of right now. Um, Kind of looking at a few Bitcoin conferences later in the year. Yeah, same. Um, a couple gift card conferences
0: um, oh we get the, like regular gift cards yeah so like we we're get the inceptive.
1: we get the whole bitcoin end of it but we also get the whole gift card end of it so the gift card conferences are a good time for us to go and talk to a lot of these like high, end, or high up people in a lot of these companies
0: so here's the scary question I have to ask because you brought up the segue are you worried about these traditional gift cards being able to accept crypto and have these partnerships that they have already created you know push out a small business because that's what i get worried about right like i want people to support the companies that have the grassroots but then i'm also worried about these big fucking monopolies that are just going to be able to take advantage of their situations like long island fucking blockchain and just throw something on their label and everyone's going to be like yeah like i i really hate that everybody's like excited for the sec and and uh the ETFs and all. I'm like, who cares about the legitimate crap, like just grassroots? Who cares about your, your um, Ficus credit score? I care about your Bitcoin blockchain score, you know? And I'm yeah. just like wondering when you go to those events, um, do you incentivize them to accept Bitcoin? Uh, is this something that you're worried about them being able to do? I'm just curious like what that environment's like for you.
1: Yeah, so right now I'd say that more so they're just like, no, we don't want to touch Bitcoin. They're probably at least Buckle.
0: five, ten years away from that, I would say. Wow. Um Well, that's, you know why I think this is? And I don't mean to cut you off, but uh, I blame the energy drink first off. But um, it's like the Blockbuster scenario where yellow cab problem all over again. They're they're too established in their old ways to uh, innovate, right? It would take too much effort, too much energy and too much money to innovate this new business model. Like Blockbuster never got their own streaming platform. Why? Because they weren't designed for it. Like those traditional uh, gift card companies, they ain't, you're right, five, 10 years is where I'm at too with most of these businesses without third-party mediators like yours because they're just not designed for it. They never, they don't have the established you know, uh, employees or uh, connections, banking relationships, or anything like that. So they're actually at a disadvantage by being established. Yeah.
1: I mean, when we, when we started up our company, our goal was to be like, here, we want you just to just accept Bitcoin directly. I think it would be awesome if Amazon or Walmart or even some of the grocery stores just took Bitcoin. You think
0: Bitcoin's ready for that though? Because I could I could argue this all day that it's hella not ready for Walmart or Amazon to accept directly. It's too cumbersome. It would piss them off. It would have too many bugs. They'd have to have like 50 employees just for that customer support hotline. Yeah, and I don't see. I, it. I think
1: they know that. I think that's part of the reason why they're like, we're just gonna let you do this. Yep. Um, but part of, part of our platform is, you know, we go and we can now show these people this is the kind of volumes that Bitcoin is bringing you right now. So they kind of get a sense of, OK, Bitcoin is maybe a multimillion dollar, you know, step for us kind of thing.
0: Whereas maybe a
1: Walmart they're like oh, a
0: couple million dollars who gives us crap. Like, right. Exactly. It means nothing it, to them. Yeah, exactly. So, you know,
1: part of our thing is we're going to continue to grow until they start to take it away. And start accepting it but at that point our goal is done like the goal of this company has always been let's get people to start thinking about accepting crypto and once we're no longer needed that's awesome that's awesome for everybody
0: do you have any insights on like digital loyalty points or like tokenized rewards points like um like i said like i don't see a reason for walmart and neither do you right now right or um, amazon for accepting bitcoin directly the the profit margins just don't make sense but if they were to create their own security token uh you hold it you get a dividend of a utility token utility token uh, provides discounts and incentives on the platforms or in stores that is a business model i could see them adopting before accepting bitcoin but i was just wondering like what's your insight on something like that
1: i i could see them wanting to do that possibly to keep the control and the centralization that yeah this is our coin this is but I don't see a need for that. You know, if they're gonna incentivize it, why not just send micropayments of Bitcoin to their customers?
0: Well, from what I've learned, I've actually attended a gift card conference, which is pretty weird, but uh, I have. And um, I found out that, you know, when companies have a lot of money in gift cards, it's actually sitting in a reserve on ice that they're not actually allowed to spend. So it has to sit in a treasury um, in case somebody goes to, you know, claim the goods and services or, to, you know, uh, cash out of the gift card or whatever that have that have that money there for the different stores that you spend it at for them to you know distribute so it actually I, I i was talking to a couple about that possibility of being able to have the money in an escrow using cryptocurrency tech you know technology being able to have that gift card but if, since it's now tokenized i can put it in an escrow stake it as you will And they could actually use that, you know, sort of like fractional reserve banking, I know. But it's like, you know, a new era way of being able to get more interest from being a a customer and an investor in a company. Like, I don't really necessarily want to buy Nike shoes ever again unless I own at least one Nike shoe stock.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a way of looking at it. Um, We'll have to see kind of what, what happens with a lot of these companies and how they take the blockchain and you know, diversify it in their own way. I think one of
0: the first companies
1: that I could see doing anything like that is Facebook.
0: Yeah, definitely, 100%. Yeah. Uh, there, um, there, have you used Facebook payments? No. It's like fucking voodoo, bro, it's magic. 3 a.m. in the morning on a Sunday, I could send you a dollar and it'll just show up in your bank account on your debit card like instantly. It's like, I don't get what connections they have to these banks. But it is it is impressive, you know, and it's kind of scary at the same time. But it, it, that right there led me to believe that they're working on something. Plus, Zuckerberg said at the beginning of the year that he's spending 2019 100 percent dedicated to blockchain technology and its integration into Facebook.
1: Yeah, I could see them buying Coinbase in a few years.
0: Oh, dude, that's everybody thinks Coinbase will buy Facebook. Hell no. Facebook no. will buy Coinbase and they're going to integrate that to their messenger and poof, game yeah. over. So what are some of these companies and partnerships? Have you been checking any of these things out recently in the news? It's been kind of crazy. There's, um, I had some notes here actually, because there's just so much going on that it blew me away. Hold on, let me see something right here. Um, So right now, the New York Stock Exchange and Blockstream have partnered to create a Blockfolio 2.0 for, uh, you know, Uh, higher end investors not so much for the retail investors but like institutional investors being able to like track their gain like this is you're opting into chain analysis 2.0 is what it sounds like to me i don't like people always ask me do you track everything do you like track your trades and your gains and i'm like why would i do that that's like keeping a journal of every time i jaywalked i i don't understand it, you know, but I'm just curious, like, have you uh, seen any of this, like, where the legacy companies like New York Stock Exchange are partnering with companies like Blockstream to create these utopian partnerships that I see more as like, dystopian apocalyptic partnerships?
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't really been keeping too closely on what other people have been doing in the space. It's uh, been a lot of like, negative vibes <laughs> that I've been getting <laughs> a lot lately um yeah in canada i mean in canada i can't see anybody i don't know of anybody that's done any sort of mergers like that um
0: yeah I was that one of the government blockchain alliance conferences um in canada uh kyle kemper hosted it yeah. and there was a lot of like government officials from canada there and they're a hundred percent embracive to this they're they're not scared or like how like kind of get the vibe in the states it's you're lucky to be up north man like and except the weather and you know, crypto wise, man, the weather's great up there.
1: Yeah, Vancouver. Well, Vancouver's nice. <laughs> the rest of the or the rest of Canada's buried in snow right now and we're at like plus eight. Um plus well, eight. he said plus Celsius. eight is nice.
0: It's plus eight it's like still thirty degrees Fahrenheit. I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> Some, it's not hot. It's not even warm. It's not it's, even cool, it's, bro. It's, it's cold. It's pretty decent. Well like it's
1: like in Toronto, it's like negative fifty five right now.
0: that's cold yeah i heard they're going through like one of the coldest uh periods of canada right now and you know what's funny is i was up there for uh bitcoin ben he had a meetup and it was again it was like one of the it was like negative crazy and uh, somebody's like, "Yo, it's like the coldest day in like a long time. It's like record breaking." And I was like, "Makes sense." I came to Canada for my first time, I think, on Canada Day, and it was the hottest day in Canadian history, or, or like in a long time. And then I come back for the coldest. So, I don't know, man. Uh, I do love the the embraced crypto um, ness in, in Canada, but the weather is so extreme. There's
1: a lot of companies. Government gets it. Government wants to be part of it. I think. Um, a lot of companies that are building up doing a lot of cool things. I think the major issue right now in Canada is the banks. Like, our banks are horrible. Um, one of the major banks, just a couple months back, froze $26 million of Quadriga's money.
0: Which bank um, was that?
1: It? That was CIBC. Um, so Quadriga had to go through like a lengthy, um, legal battle to get it back. And so now they've got it from the government, because I guess the bank just gave it to the government. They're like, we don't want this. Like, you figure it out. The government gave it back to them, Quadriga. But now no bank is willing to cash this check. Like, they've literally got a piece of paper that's $26 million that they cannot get into a bank account. And then as of last week, the exchange just went down for
0: maintenance. So, like, nobody's like, everybody's like, what the hell's going on? That's, see, that scares me, too, for crypto. And I've always said this, you know, it's it's decentralized to a point, right? But then the government can always, you know, red velvet rope and, and suffocate, you know, companies out of existence. Um, and that's where I think, you know... Well, this
1: this case, it's not even the government suffocating them. It's the private banks that are basically being like... Yeah, but
0: the government's allowing that, right? If the government would step in and say that this is discrimination, which is illegal, right? Yeah. Like, you know, if a, if a bank said no to a church for any reason or a synagogue or whatever religious group, they would be in trouble from their government, right? Private business or not, you can't discriminate. They're doing that right now. They're discriminating, and it's because they. it would be like... If Blockbuster was in charge of the, you know, loaning for Netflix, would Netflix have ever got a loan to be here? No, right? Oh, like it, yeah. it would never have happened. It's not in the bank's best interest to go forward with any of this. It's within their best interest to push it as far back in, as possible. But that again, it's it's discrimination and it's it's digressive. It's not helping us as a society move forward in any way. It's archaic behavior that the government's even allowing it, right? Like again, it's. It's being, you're being suppressed. Uh, imagine, you know, I, I, what would happen if the, you were to stop being able to do business? You know what I mean? Like, what would you do as a businessman? It's, as a small business, it's, you know, more of a worry, obviously, than a big business. You know, if they're getting a $26 million check, I'm sure they have other checks that they have cash. It's just a waiting game at this point.
1: That's questionable right
0: now. (laughs) Yeah, you know what, though? You know, it's funny with these banks, is you know, they'll be like, All right, you can cash the check here, but you can't touch 20 of the 26 million for 10 years. Sorry, yeah. I think the
1: big problem, the big problem right now with quadriga is that nobody can even cash the check, and you can't. There's not a single bank in Canada who will take this check. That's scary, man. Like, it is scary for the 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 exchange, went down. Um, I think Monday it went down for maintenance. Um, People haven't been able to withdraw from this exchange for months.
0: Well, exchanges have been uh, disappearing since the new year, kind of like apocalyptically, like just uh, gone. Some overnight, some are giving out warning, but it seems that uh, these centralized exchanges are under siege and we need to start to incentivize the decentralized ones. And I don't think people know how to really access them as easily. I I actually use... um, the Trust Wallet app and uh, Wallet and a couple other ones that use the Ethereum browser and use some of those Ethereum browser, decentralized exchanges and stuff like that. But I really wish people would stop using Coinbase, you know what I mean? And start holding their private keys. Uh, I heard that it's not as easy in Canada right now to buy and sell, like there is no like Coinbase. I think Coinberry is like the closest he's got
1: yeah there's no coinbase at all um basically it's just exchanges and a few over-the-counter exchanges um there are a few apps that are making it easier i think ShakePay is pretty good at what they're doing um Shake i think bit is another one that's coming up and they've got a pretty simple um
0: buying and selling process um but then there's fees with all of these right right um and and the so, lack of um of of option of variety is due to the difficulty getting a bank account
1: yeah and a lot of these too they they have it so that you buy it but it goes into their wallet so there's the same thing that if you buy it and you forget about it and they shut down a week later you lost all that money
0: and they're tracking everything. It's all just entrapment, honestly, for people that don't really know what they're doing. That's that's a lot of these platforms. Like Coinbase, I think, is gonna be one of the biggest tax entrapment events in history when it goes down. From the people that got in during, like, you know, Ethereum was like four bucks. Went up to fourteen hundred dollars each in like two years. You know, and people that don't really know what they were doing because they weren't educated in, you know, Doing their own taxes—it's not like they teach that in public school. So it, it, it's it's entrapment. They're gonna they're gonna come after these people that got dumb luck, made some money, probably spent it on something stupid, and don't have the money left over because of the bear market to pay the taxes that they owe.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I just see a shitstorm coming. It's yeah, gonna I be fun. It's gonna be fun, man. It's like that's what a revolution is, though. It's a shitstorm. You've never seen evolution come from comfort. Like you have to be as uncomfortable as humanly possible. To push through that that discomfort and do we be able to evolve and right now we're just waiting for one more recession depression or financial collapse the bank bailout which is the proverbial cocoon for society to evolve into the next like that's we've seen it 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 happens every time there's a hardship we overcome it. We evolve. Right now, we're facing the next hardship. It's we've been living. I've been living a completely comfortable life. in My life. I haven't seen, you know, much other than the recession a couple years ago, where the unemployment rate was really high. But I haven't seen anything detrimental. I haven't seen banks shut down, just being bailed out. And that's a pattern that is inevitable. You know, uh, if this fiat system isn't working, it's only about 70 years old and. The, dollar, the US dollar is down like 90% since its creation. Yeah, good job guys, you're killing it. What are your thoughts on, um, on stable coins though? To kind of wrap things up, uh, I know a lot of businesses are kind of checking them out because of the ease of use. You got the same freedoms of using, say uh, a volatile cryptocurrency like Bitcoin but you don't have to worry about the price volatility of using one of these stable coins. You actually have, you know, the private key in your little wallet, so you feel like it's yours. And I'm just curious, like, what are your thoughts on stable coins moving forward? Because in the US, we got Gemini, which just got a regulated um, stable coin, the Gemini dollar, which is, you know, acknowledged by the government. It's completely thumbs up, which is blowing my mind. But, you know, I, I, I have a love-hate with stable coins. I'm just curious what your, your, your feelings are. I don't like stable coins. I, I think they're
1: bullshit. Um, I think if you're gonna go into a, a coin that's pegged to the US dollar or the Canadian dollar, why not just exit to the Canadian dollar?
0: Right. Why do you need that extra layer in there? Well, because uh, now you have the private key. You know, you get to hold the key to this. That, that and you can send it to anybody that has a, a, an address that can receive it. Um, yeah, I mean, the banking system's good enough you can do that too in Canada. Like in Canada,
1: I can send an e-transfer. We have it. something called e-Interact e-transfer. It's an email. Oh yeah,
0: I get jealous of that when I see people use it. It's so, like,
1: cool. So like, I can send you, you know, five grand if I want. Tomorrow, or you get it within an hour,
0: kind of thing. Basically, like a text
1: message. Yeah, but like, why throw it into a, a coin that is audited and controlled by another central entity like Gemini, where they have? I think even Gemini, like, there was an audit. And some of their code actually had like a function where. Gemini could just basically be like we don't like this address we're gonna freeze it yes yeah they have the
0: ability to freeze accounts and I even think they can do uh like a double spend ability like uh
1: yeah so I mean
0: at that point what's the point like you're centralized
1: like you're privatizing centralizing it's I don't know if you're gonna do it if you're gonna rely on these stable coins there's already stable coins out there. It's the U.S. dollar and
0: the Canadian dollar. And but you don't like, think this is a baby step? That's kind of the only silver lining I see to it is the the baby step, right? That Trojan I horse. See,
1: I see it as a baby step for governments tokenizing their own coins. Damn. I mean, that's that's what I see it as. I don't see it as a, a stable entity that's ever going to come that's truly a centralized. I think it's always going to be some sort of centralized entity controlling these. And why? Hmm. Why not just use like if you're going to use why not go with the devil you
0: know as opposed to the devil you don't that is a good point uh and they're not really stable either i mean i've seen the gemini dollar i think went up to like a dollar 20 went up like 20 percent for uh no i would say no reason but some of the arguments i've made in this uh or, you know right now were you know why it, it's you know it isn't as value it's more valuable than holding a u.s dollar bill in your hand because it's you know easier to send and it has more value because of the form in which that it has taken so it, there's really no stable coin you can't have a stable coin you know that's that's the yeah, thing yeah i um, just
1: yeah i mean like
0: think of the us dollar how many us dollars
1: are there that are digital versus physical right like the balance in your bank account there's probably not bills in the bank to cover that it's probably just the made-up number. They've already tokenized it in a way, like they've already digitized it. So
0: yeah, but you know, now, just... maybe now we could have the ability to see the uh, the supply, you know, the circulating supply, the ledgers. You know, if if uh, we're using these stable coins. If we're using a public ledger, uh, you know, an open ledger technology, and, and we can track some of these, it, it it may have some benefits, maybe. I don't know. Like, I would love to know what the bank does with my money when I give it to them. And I would love yeah. to be able to track my my fiat, what where they have moved it and where it has gone if they have loaned it out, and now they're making interest off of it. And I don't know. Maybe that's one of the things that they could integrate with using stable coins is the ability to truly track these open ledgers and see what businesses are doing behind the scenes, you know, but you think uh, Gemini is going to keep that open though with their stable dollars. Probably not. No, I mean, that's how they got regulated in the first place, man. They basically, like you said, they just made a bank 2.0, but I think that that's the silver lining when, when the, when the banks see that people are still opting out of this, because of its centralization, because of its lack of anonymity, uh, because you know, probably going to have whitelisted addresses only. You know, I I see that as a big thing with these stable coins. Eventually, you'll have to have a KYC white-labeled address that you know the blockchain won't recognize a send address like send function unless that address has you know certified KYC. So they're just like again slavery with more steps. They're just tokenizing them, putting it on the blockchain. But uh, I think that they'll see that people will opt out of this and opt into Bitcoin or even anonymous coins like you know, Dash or Monero or et cetera. Uh, but again, a thing I like about stable coins is they're taking a lot of that thunder away from Ripple. You know, that XRP, <laughs> that banks are gonna use XRP. i like, why would the fucking banks use a volatile shitcoin when they could use Gemini's stable coin? Like that, that's what the banks are gonna do. They're gonna use a uh, centralized stable coin you know that may go up in value but probably never down um it just has more value than the thing it's to- it's pegged by um so i don't know i think that that's another good argument that you know stable coins may be able to take some of that thunder away that the xrp doesn't even deserve no i don't deserve anything <laughs> you, do you, you don't accept it on coin cards do you no. i'll never accept that. <laughs> i love it man never all right, man, I guess I could wrap things up here. Uh, I guess uh, just, yeah, let people know a little bit again about yourself, your platform, uh, some of the stuff that they can do on the platform and uh, where they can find you and get in touch.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm on Twitter. Um, you can find me at, at CoinCards. Um, we're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash CoinCards. Uh, obviously, our website, CoinCards.ca. Um, yeah, I mean, Again, we're Canada's gift card to, or Bitcoin to gift card exchange service. So if you have Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies, you can come spend them on our site. Uh, get gift cards for hundreds of vendors, pretty much any vendor you can think of in Canada. So badass. Um, yeah, and you can live your life off Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, dude. I'm telling you guys, I've been doing it for years now, literally years now. And it's because of platforms like his. When I'm in Canada, Tim Hortons, coincards.ca, Bitcoin, coffee, done. <laughs> All right guys, uh, Mike, thank you so much for coming on man. I really appreciate this. yeah thanks for um, having me. Again, like literally every time I'm in Canada, if it wasn't for coin cards, I wouldn't be able to as easily interact with the world you know I could probably go to a Bitcoin ATM but those fees hurt those fees hurt. And you know what's awesome is my Bitcoin's worth about 20% more when I'm in Canada because the US dollar to Canadian dollar, so. I just I always feel extra rich when I'm in Canada because I'm <laughs> spending Bitcoin, which has gone up, and I'm using it. You know, when I used to look at the U.S. dollars. So, anyway, guys, check out CoinCards.ca if you're in Canada. If you know anybody that's in Canada and they're like, "How do I use Bitcoin?" Show them CoinCards.ca. They can even get their minutes on their phone if they're prepaid. Guys, pound that thumbs up button. Don't forget to click subscribe and flick the alert bell right next to subscribe, guys. Have a day.